This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. The extra, extra edition of overtime. The over-overtime edition. Like Richmond and George Mason at Eagle Bank Arena. We're in overtime. Hopefully that game won't take an hour. We'll watch it out of the corners of our eye as it goes on. Joining us right now, Ben Standing, The Athletic DC. Uh, I know you've been watching this game because I saw you tweeting about it. How about the... Not only the bad defense by the Patriots on the Jacob Gilliard just drive to the lane, nobody's there, but how about the next possession where my man uh, Josh Oduro uh, went Euro step and was allowed to change pivot feet to get the tying bucket? <laughs> yeah, those, those were actually like the only two plays I saw, and I was like, wow, this is a pretty chaotic uh, finish here. Uh, yeah, but now we get some overtime. I have not been watching much A-10 ball this year, really college basketball in general, so uh, that was quite the uh, quite, quite the catch up there. Listen, uh, the, 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 the Richmond team has got, a, I mean, they're loaded with experience and talent, uh, but they've lost some mind-numbing games this year that you're like, well, how did that happen? And they've also uh, seemed to be in a lot of these tight games. I mean, the other night, Oduro doesn't play for Mason, and Mason literally loses on the last possession in a game they easily could have won. But uh, it, the, the conference is tight. The, the conference is tight this year, for sure. All right, it was a queer, a crazy day. Uh, one minute you're tweeting out about Dan Snyder, you know, hiring investigators to handle these latest accusations uh, that were unearthed last week on 2-3-22. And then, I don't know, a few hours later, you're tweeting about you know, Brian McCarthy, NFL PR man saying, no, that's not going to happen. That's not how it works. The NFL will handle that. Then you've got lawyers involved, um, you know, taking shots at each other uh, from accuser's side to, uh, you know, Dan Snyder's attorney. I mean, this thing was absolutely bonkers. And as you and I have often talked about, the idea of just starting anew with the new name and the new chapter is much easier said than done uh, when it comes to this franchise, no matter what you want to call them. Yeah, I think uh, I counted seven statements or press releases today. (laughs) That's not even including Roger Goodell's 40-minute press conference in which a good chunk of it was spent on Washington um, as well. Yeah, uh, I just wrote a column for The Athletic, basically. I, I, I... did a TikTok of everything that happened, but with the premise of what you just said, that, you know, if anybody wants to to claim that it's, a, it's, it's, it's moving forward now, Ron Rivera has tried to push this agenda often. The past is the past. This is new. And especially with a new name, it's a, it's a, it's a refresh. And it's just like, get a grip. No, that's not even like, even before today, I was like, look, this is not really a thing. Because whether it's this investigation or really not even just about this investigation, just this ownership in general, 
there's always something, right? I mean, this is a pretty significant something, but like there's always something happening and it's just hard to see how do you ever get out from under this cloud under the current situation. And that's why today was just an unbelievably chaotic reminder of exactly that. Yeah, and I just wonder who came up with the idea that this would be a good play by by the commanders, right? Like we're going to put out a, a release saying we're going to we're going to handle this investigation and we're going to hand it over to somebody to pay for it. It's going to be independent, of course, but we're, it's going to be our idea. Uh, as you're again six, you know, a, a week away from just the rebrand, uh, you know, six days away from you know the the situation that happened up on the hill last week and the you know, the round table discussion, I, you know, it just seemed like the hornet's nest had kind of calmed down and you were going to get some of this today. Look, Roger Goodell was going to hit with these questions today, but this just added more fodder to it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I try to get in the mind of like the PR angle of this, like who thinks this is a good idea and why? And I just, I, I'm having a hard time rationalizing why any of it was even put out there. It's, it's, it's beyond bonkers. Like, okay. So, for those who don't remember, when Beth Wilkinson was hired back in 2020 to do the initial investigation, and she was hired by the team. Now, you might say, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is that, like, I guess if Dan Snyder is saying that, you know, he was not involved, per se, and he wasn't always around the building, he wants to know what's going on in his building. Uh, okay, right? And, you know, the NFL eventually took it over. But in this case, the specific incident is about him. So what is what what is the, what are the investigators doing, Mr. Snyder? Did you do these things? He's either going to say yes or no, and then the idea that the person Tiffany Johnston, who spoke at for the first time um, last week at Congress at, at, at the Oversight uh, Committee, she hadn't she did not speak to Wilkinson originally. Well, is she going to speak to the people that Dan Snyder is paying to investigate this? Of course not. So, like, it's, I, do, I literally cannot comprehend how anybody thought that this would make any real sense. And that's why today just it, – it's like I said, it's not even a matter of whether you think something is being is wrong here or not. It's the logic that goes into the decision to do this. And, again, and I wrote this in my column, this is the person who's over who's oversees everything that's happened with this organization, from who's the coach to who's running the business side – and occasionally he sticks his nose into things like who should be the quarterback. So it's, today was like a glimpse as to, as to really try to understand what is happening over there. And, wow, it really, I, I literally cannot comprehend how anything made sense with this. Yeah, I mean, again, I just, you know, if there's an idea guy that came up with this idea, you know, they're, they're probably getting yelled at right now because that was, <laughs> that was not – it was not to play. It was, you know, and again, the NFL to move as quickly as they did to just knock this back. And, and then it just added to more questions. And hey, maybe, you know, look, if, if we always wonder, like, what do the other 31 owners think about all this stuff, right? Like these distractions and these things. But maybe, just maybe in this case, they're like, well, good. Then this is less time spent on our hiring practices or lack thereof when it comes to minority coaches. You know, maybe that's why this is the right, you know, this is why it's beneficial to us because there's, you know, 10 minutes eaten up to asking Washington football, you know, Washington commander uh, questions and toxic environment and not specifically talking about our, our issues. I mean, that's the only thing I can, I can think as to why the other 31 would be like, Oh, okay, this is fine. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, I noted that, there were zero questions today about Deshaun Watson. 
right? Like that that's kind right. of an important topic that we're all still yes. waiting to know, like what's up with that mm-hmm. guy. And I, there's probably some other topics that I'm just not even, you know, cognizant of or hadn't thought about because they don't pertain to Washington or whatever. So, um, yeah, like that's an example. I mean, even like in terms of Washington in general, I've continued to pose the question, is Dan Snyder back in charge or not? Because Roger Goodell told us last October that Dan Snyder was still away at that point. It had been away for several months, which was the point from the, you know, part of the quote-unquote punishment from the Wilkinson report, Right. in addition to a $10 million fine. But I don't know, is he back or not? Because Ron Rivera said recently that he had a conversation with Dan Snyder that seemed to me to meet more than just how was your weekend. So um, that, that's the type of question was not asked either, but it, because we're focusing on this other stuff. So I, I, I'll, I, if it's a Machiavellian play to distract from other things, well, good on them, I guess. But beyond that, yeah, it's, 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 it's wild. And I, One thing I thought was interesting, it wasn't directly said about Snyder, but what, somebody asked a question of, like what is the what's the mechanism to remove an owner? Yes, and I did I have to, catch that. People were asking like, "This is new." I mean, this can't be a new topic. I, obviously, I think it's a, you got to get like what two thirds of the owners to vote on this. But it was sort of treated like it was a new topic. But the point that it was even asked, <laughs> um, you know, kind of you know, reminds everyone kind of some of the stakes we're dealing with. But but uh, it's hard to um, it's hard to see when the other owners would even be willing to take take a vote. Right, right. And, you know, as um, Dan Snyder continues to put in these releases that he puts out, not in the verbal word when he talks, because he hasn't actually physically spoken about it, at least not in front of a microphone that I know of, is they, they keep mentioning that, you know, this latest one was 13 years ago. They, they kind of put that out there uh, to remind you, I guess, I don't know that time or it was so long ago, maybe it shouldn't count, I don't know. Uh, but whatever it is, the point of that part of it is that they do like to tell you the time frame of it. Uh, so... Look, going forward, I, I mean, I, I I don't know how you feel. I until the NFL actually shows you something here, it's hard to believe much of anything's going to come out of this. I don't I don't know if the the parties that have bared their souls and their experiences are going to get the satisfaction they want out of this because they're the Wilkinson report obviously hasn't been written down. We found out, so there's no report to release besides the real you know the brief thing that Roger Goodell put out you know months ago. Uh, so you're not going to get that. This new report will probably you know be the same type of situation we're not really going to get a ton of details and will they be able to you know it's going to be obviously one word again person's word against the other i know they do have the lawyer though that uh former lawyer that that did send in a letter to the congressional uh you know chairs last week that backed up uh you know miss johnston's accusations i don't know how 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 much they'll need more than that and you know uh, you know i where does it go after that? And what, what can you really, will it be a suspension? You know, would you, would you dare like try to remove him? I mean, I, where does it, where does it end? Yeah, no, I mean, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think like, you, you know, you and I talk on the side about some of these things and like, I feel like you and I are like sort of realists with this. I don't know if we've just been beaten down by, <laughs> by, by, by yeah. being around this team all this time, or maybe we right. just like, jump to the end of the line with the conclusions. Like I know so many people who every time there's something that comes up, Oh, this is it. This is what's going to take them down. I'm like, okay, yeah. well you just wake me up when that happens because I just don't see it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, look, I, I, it would be great for all the, it would be great if we could just focus on like the, 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 the usual topics, like, Hey, how are they going to find a quarterback? And right. you know, when are they going to resign JD McKissick? And uh, you know, 
well, what, what, you know, how did the defense rebound from last year and, and these types of things. But, you know, it almost seems just like what I don't even know what the point of even talking about some of this stuff is. If you're if like because like with all this other stuff, it just puts a ceiling on on what's possible. Right. I mean, even if they figure out a, a quarterback on some level, you know, this this drag is still exists and it, it overshadows everything at all times. And I, 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 you know, I feel bad for the people who, you know, who, who, who are just desperate for, for, for change, but I, I just don't know what to tell you how it happened. I, I, I literally don't see it until one day the other owners, I mean, look, I mean, you know, we, we have to see, I guess, to a degree, you know, none of us have seen what's in the Wilkinson report. We can assume and imagine and all that, but we don't quite know. So all we can do is one day the, the other owners either, themselves see what's there or what else they know and determine for themselves that they're going to make this move. But I just don't see these owners turning on one of their own. Yeah, there is uh, there doesn't seem to be an appetite for it. Cause again, th- there could be some embarrassing things that some of the other owners don't want uh, to see the light of day when it comes to their own franchises, you know, which many people have touched on in the past. So uh, it, again, it was a lot of theater today and it just seemed like the Hornets nest got knocked up prior to this thing with Roger Goodell and it was unnecessary. And again, I don't know what the play was there or why it was, was made. And uh, <laughs> I'll be fascinated to see what's next at this point, you know, cause I, I guess, okay, the NFL says they're going to investigation. All right, we'll wait for that. And you know how these things can go. Sometimes they take very long time and you know, they don't offer a lot of results. There's still stories coming out about, about uh, deflate gate this week <laughs> and about where the data went and what happened to all that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's astonishing, really. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, uh, it really, I mean, I, I, you know, I, it was, so when I finally sat down and just looked back at, at my tweets alone, just in terms of all the random things that were being tweeted about and the constant statements and this, that, and the other, and wow, I mean, just, I, I don't even know. Today yeah. was, to, Today was a day, except for the reality is it's almost I, I I don't even I don't even don't think I was flinching while it was happening because we've had a bunch of these days recently and and throughout the last couple of years in particular, um, you know, uh, I don't know, man, it's it's really hard to to get a get a get a grip a grip, uh, a grip anymore on what on what to make of this place. No doubt. All right. Well, I had a lot of other things I wanted to hit with you, but I'm running out of time. I, I know. All right, real quick one. The Wizards make a deal or no deal tomorrow, but before tomorrow's deadline. Um, I mean, I would love to say that they should logically understand that with Bradley Beal now out for the year, that even if they're going to try to make the playoffs, that like there's no, re- there's not even a, you can't even fake a path to success. And with guys like Montrezl Harrell and Thomas Bryant on expiring deals, they yeah. should absolutely take this as an opportunity to get something for them and then head to the lottery. But something tells me the owner is not going to play that because we will never tank. So, Yeah, well, and you just get in the tournament. You never know what's going to happen in the NBA, right? Isn't that how it works? Like, remember that year George Mason made the run in the NBA and, and VCU? Or wait, that's not, that's not uh, the NBA. Never mind. Um, or that wild card team that won the Super Bowl. Well, that's not the NBA either. Um, the and NBA doesn't the have – yeah, like there, there are like so few moments where an eight seed, or in this case now a ten seed, <laughs> does anything uh, in an NBA in an NBA season when they get into the playoffs. I mean, the Wizards act like it's a fifty-fifty proposition when they talk about it. Like all you got to do is get in the dance. 
Uh, a little bit more to it than that. A little bit more to it than that usually, especially when you play these seven-game series. Anyway, all right. Have a good one, man. Thanks for staying up late. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. See ya. <laughs> all right. I've been standing the Athletic DC with us here on uh, overtime on 106.7, the fan of the Odyssey app. By the way, George Mason in overtime leads Richmond by 583 to 78, a minute 22 to go as they are trying to hang on to get the split of the home and home in this uh, real strange schedule they've had this week. So uh, anyway, it's uh, been a pretty good game to this point, needless to say. Uh, Georgetown should be underway shortly. I know that the Hoyas are on Team 980 tonight, but uh, also on Ditelli on FS1, I believe, as well. I mean, they're playing DePaul. I mean, to say they're overdue, would that be an understatement? I mean, they're 0-10 in the Big East. I never thought I'd live to see the day. Of course, the game's not on yet because the Xavier uh, Seton Hall game's run over. So, always love when that happens. The networks that aren't ESPN family ones that don't have the extra channel to kick you over to, they really do themselves a disservice by this stuff. I mean, unless they hold the tip-offs, which just pisses the teams off and the local broadcasters that are calling the game on radio off, they just they really got to think about adding a 15-minute interval. Because the end of college basketball can take forever. And obviously, then if you get an overtime game, it's crazy. I mean, they got to put 30 minutes between these games and build up studio shows or kind of have flex scheduling, you know, <laughs> in real time. Like, you know, okay, so the other games run over. So this game's, we're going to push it back 15 minutes. CBS is good at doing that. They'll tell you, hey, we, you know, 10 more minutes until this one starts. Like, they'll, they'll figure that out at halftime of the first game. But I don't know what FS1, if they're good at that or not. I know who's not good at it, USA Network. They're not good at it at all. All right, coming up, we'll uh, get into some other stuff for the NFL, like the Super Bowl, which comes up on Sunday, Super Bowl 56, Rams and the Bengals, and how you really can't replicate what the Rams have done. We'll explain that next. It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
right, welcome back. Overtime here on uh, 106.7 The Band. Yes, real overtime tonight. We'll be here until 10. George Mason hanging on in overtime. 24.7 to go. Richmond is to the three. Cut it to a one-point game, 85 to 84. By the way, um, I don't know how this got started this week. This Russell Wilson's an all-time great thing. Um, or isn't he an all-time great thing? But, like, what the hell's the point of that? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Would he make this team better? Yeah. Would he make a lot of teams better? Yeah. I, I don't know. Just Wasn't there enough topics about the Super Bowl that we didn't have to do? Is Russell Wilson an all-time great? Seems kind of weird. Um, yeah. He's still got a lot of ball to play. I, I, would, I would say, no, he's not an all-time great right now. No. It's really good, but an all-time great seems uh, seems a little early for that. Um, some sad news in baseball. Jeremy Giambi died at the age of 47 today, according to his agent. Uh, no real details as to uh, cause of death or anything like that. But, boy, I mean, talk about a guy who was, you know, obviously not that old, 47. You know, again, a professional athlete, you would – Obviously, think there must have been a little bit more to the story, but the family, you know, this is their right. It's not shared in this yet, but sad news. You remember those A's teams that he was a part of? Of course, his brother, uh, Jason Giambi, as well. Uh, sad news in the world of baseball there about Jamie Giambi, for sure. So, just saw that earlier, meant to get to it, but uh, again, I was hoping they'd have some more information at some point, which they do not as of right now. So, Anyway, um, the other baseball item from tonight was the union and the players association, or excuse me, they're the same people. The, the, the heads of baseball and the players union are set to be Saturday for a new proposal to be unveiled. Um, there is obviously a lot of hurdles still to overcome here. A lot of issues, you know, Max Scherzer obviously came out strong last week saying, yeah, I didn't refer to him as the Mets Maxers or a purpose there. Um, you know, saying that they were not going to counter offer, they were excuse me, they were not interested in going to arbitrate to an arbitrator to fix these things because they didn't feel like the owners had given a good enough, you know, first offer yet and those kind of things. So we'll see. Uh, baseball is at least planning to make a new proposal. The owners' meeting ends tomorrow, and it is going to be core economics. Something that could trigger, they think, to get a deal on time or get a deal done to have a season that comes on time or at least close to it at this point. George Mason gets a win over Richmond, 87-84, a final. All right, coming up, we'll get to the Super Bowl, I promise. A lot of discussion about replicating the Rams. We'll discuss why that's probably more fantasy than reality. And uh, the Bengals, how they got where they are today in two quick years after the Joe Burrow selection. It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 1067 The Fan of the Odyssey app. Hey, all right. It is overtime here on 1067 The Fan. Well, it's that time of year where the other 30 teams, franchises, and media and fans, um, they sit there and go, well, what? can we learn from the Super Bowl teams? And of course, boy, for the past two decades, 
you've always well, gone, well, well, you got to find a six-round quarterback who's skinny and looks like he can't play ball who uh, ends up growing into the greatest quarterback of all time. And, of course, that was what we thought about when we were watching Tom Brady in those Super Bowls with the Patriots and, of course, then the one with the Buccaneers. Uh, so that was always a pretty simple one to solve because it's just that's not replicate. You can't replicate that, obviously. And now, you know, this year is interesting because there has been a lot of conversation about like the way the the way the Rams did it is so unique, right? Like they really put all the chips in the table. They treated the Rams like they were the Lakers. And I've had this discussion with my friend Rick Doc Walker many times about where the Rams place is in Los Angeles. And it's always very low. It's never going to be among the high, right? Like the Dodgers, the Lakers are always going to be the tops in terms of sports. The Clippers are the redheaded stepchild still. The Angels, it's a joke uh, that they're even trying to use Los Angeles in their name. So you've, you've got that. And then you got the Chargers who are the new, really, really, really the new kid in the block. And the NFL is still just like, eh, whatever. The Chargers in terms of TV numbers made some great strides this year. And you got to, of course, figure that's because of Justin Herbert. They were an exciting team. Uh, their coach is a bit of a dope. But, you know, besides that, you know, they had a lot of things going for them. The Rams, like, they're, they've got all the sexy stars, right? You know, the, the defense, you got Jalen Rams, you got Von Miller, you got Aaron Donald. Um, you know, an offense, you know, with Stafford and OBJ now on the team. And Cooper Cup's, you know, a freak. I mean, you, you know, you have, uh, you know, Akers is a flashy running back, although he got hurt and, you know, didn't play until late in the year. So they got a lot of exciting things going for them. What, but what they did this year, like they had gone all in on Ramsey a few seasons ago, winning all, all in on Stafford in the offseason. Obviously, when Beckham became available, they went and got him. I mean, tell me now, if Beckham had gone to the Packers or if Beckham had gone to the Buccaneers, would one of those teams still be playing instead of the Rams? I mean, I think it, you could say it was the tipping point. I mean, boy, I'm looking at Tom Brady who had no receivers. You know, they kept saying, hey, we're good because we've got a Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Had he had Beckham, think he'd still be playing right now? Think maybe the, the, the retirement talk had been put off? Perhaps. Aaron Rodgers sure as hell could have used somebody else. As badly as he wanted Randall Cobb, he sure didn't look at him very much, did he? Yeah. Remind me, uh, note to self, if Aaron Rodgers ever wants to be a GM, run the other direction. Right, all those great, you know, great ideas that he had for the for the team, right? And here he's throwing into triple coverage to Devontae Adams, and you know, in the snow when he's got a guy standing in the middle of the field, wide the hell open. I mean, here's here's the two people he trusted: uh, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. That's it. Nobody else. So they could have used an Odell Beckham Jr. for sure. They could have used him. Rams didn't care. They had extras. They didn't need him at the time. Remember when they signed him? They still had Robert Woods, and people are like, ah, how's he going to fit in? Van Jefferson's coming along nicely. He's going to screw up the chemistry. Well, thank God they did it because, I mean, literally, what, two, three weeks later, you know, Robert Woods blows his Achilles in a practice, and, you know, now Odell Beckham has been looking like the old Odell Beckham. He's been terrific. And of course, Von Miller, you know, gave up some, you know, obviously big draft assets to get him, but worth it. Von Miller in the playoffs, worth it. He is a playoff star. So I don't know if you could just say, hey, every team should do that. Because not all the players will necessarily want to do that, you know, will want to be there. I mean, they're L.A. They got a lot going for them. They were close. You know, you ha you know, in some of these cases, like in the Stafford case, he hit an option. You know, he didn't – he could have kind of steered where he wanted to go. The, the uh, 
Isthmus of the Pistons, the Lions were willing to listen to what he wanted, to his desires. And they thought, hey, all right, we can get a quarterback that might be able to help us and Jared Goff in the interim. And we're okay giving up the picks because we're, we're never going to draft again. Sean McVay likes to go on vacation that time of year. Apparently, he doesn't want to be at the draft. So that's what they do. So I don't know if everybody's going to replicate that. But I think it does show you a little something like you don't have to hold these draft picks like that they are like the most lock-solid guarantees of your life because they're not. We all know that. We all know each round the percentages go down when it comes to quarterbacks. It's very iffy. Like the draft picks, the over-hyping of like, we got to have the picks, got to have these picks. Well, yeah, you also have to actually make the correct selections. I mean, look, New England – one of the reasons they got themselves in trouble with Brady and Brady ended up deciding to go elsewhere. I mean, they had a lot of crappy drafts. I mean, that's why they had to be so aggressive in free agency this year. Cause they were trying to cover some holes of some missed draft picks. They had a lot of them. I mean, bad drafting will get you in bad spots, but if you're a team that's close and yeah, you can say the Rams are top heavy, you know, they don't have as much depth as others. I mean, they grabbed Eric Weddle off the streets during the season, uh, you know, who's in retirement. It's actually not been as big a liability as you would have thought he would be. He's actually been a plus in last week's case. It's kind of shocking. But I, I don't think you can say, okay, yeah, you have to do that. I mean, the, the Cincinnati one's pretty simple. Yeah, just draft the once-in-a-generation quarterback of, of that decade, right? The, one, the, the quarterback of his decade in Joe Burrow, which he appears to be. Like, he appears to be <clears throat> the top quarterback we've seen in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years that win number one, number one. He can do something that's never been done. This is fascinating. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, been the first overall pick, been a national champion, you know, and can now be a Super Bowl champion. It's never happened. Like, the number one, number one picks have never been national champions and Super Bowl champions in their careers. And he can do that. He'd be the first guy ever to do it. And he would do it in year two with Cincy freaking Natty. I mean, we complain and cry about the mismanagement and things that have gone on here with the Washington organization for the better part of two decades. Cincinnati's got a lot more on us when it comes to that stuff, right? And how cheap the Browns have been and how they've run the franchise and how sucky Mike Brown is. But he kind of got out of the way finally. You know, Duke Tobin's done a really good job. Look, Jamar Chase, a lot of people ripped the pick. They thought they should have gone offensive line there. I mean, the offensive line is still not very good. Joe Burrow gets hit way too much. The interior of the offensive line stinks. <clears throat> it's really where Aaron Donald could wreck this game in favor of the Rams. But on the other side of it, you know, you, you have a guy who had automatic and instant chemistry with his quarterback. And remember – Watching Jamar Chase in the preseason, he couldn't catch a cold. I mean, he was here the game at FedEx Field, and he dropped all kinds of passes. Now, he wasn't catching it from Joe Burrow, remember, because they didn't play Joe in the preseason at that point. It was, I don't remember, was it Ryan Finley maybe was the backup? I don't remember who it was. There was another guy who filled in last year when Joe got knocked out of FedEx. I'm getting the games confused, but whatever. It, the, he was, you know, you're watching Jamar Chase, you're like, yeah, this guy's running open all the time, but he keeps dropping the ball. What is going on? Can he get over the drops when the season starts? Well, the answer is, of course, you moron, he did. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. The season he put together. And the two of them have great chemistry. Joe Mixon was able to stay on the field this year, which is a really just been the only thing that's ever held him back. And 
their other receivers were always pretty good. I mean, T. Higgins, you know, showed some stuff last year, and Boyd has always been rock solid. So, you know, they've got other weapons as well. And boy, Samaj P. Ryan, does he look a little bit better there than he holds in the football than he did when he was near Washington? Yeah, it's kind of weird how that works. And defensively, I think they're a little undersold. I mean, their defense has been been pretty tough. I mean, their secondary doesn't get a lot of love, but you know they've held it together against a really quality held it against a really quality team last week in the Chiefs. So Cincinnati, you know, and again, I don't know how you can't just replicate either one of these. Yeah, we already knew the quarterback thing. Yeah, no crap, you get the best quarterback that's available, and the guy's a generational talent kind of talent and. A Burrow, sure, okay. Uh, that's that's check, no problem. And and again, what the Rams did sounds great, but you got to have a team that at least has the parts for you to go all in on those on those other players, and you know to be a a, a desired destination too. And I think that's what they're they're going to have to fill a lot of holes off of that in the future. And guys who are willing to take a little bit less to chase rings, and they're never going to have great depth until they start getting some of those picks back. That's where the picks are going to hurt them, or their front office is just going to be have be amazing at picking you know unre, you know guys that are undrafted free agents, and again their free agency games is going to have to be off the chain. And oh by the way, they're also going to have to do it with less salary cap space. So it's it's going to be they're going to pay the piper eventually. The, you got to believe they're going to pay it eventually. And their their credit cards they're running up a credit card bill right now, no doubt about it. So they kind of need this one a little bit more. Like, I, I feel a little bit like for the Rams, this window is not as large as it could be for Cincinnati. There's Cincinnati's reality is they're, they're in a tough neighborhood, right? They're, they're still going to have to deal with the Ravens. They're going to have to deal with the Steelers. We'll figure it out because of the Steelers. And I don't know. The Browns still have a good core. <laughs> they just got to gotta get that quarterback straight like a lot of people. And the AFC is good. I mean, you still got to go through Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. And they lucked out in the draw this year. They only had to go through one of them. And impressive as hell that they did. But, you know, there could be some years they got to face both of them. So it's not going to be easy for them. But it will only be, again, year two for Joe Burrow. You have a great quarterback, you're always going to have a chance. Rams, again, what they did, like it. I like that it's different. I like that it's you know, you're not just so stuck on what you what everybody tells you the playbook should be. Um, you know, they could have, you know, they could have made the case of sticking it out with golf, I suppose, right? They could have stuck it out with him. He'd been to a Super Bowl. They were able to win an NFC title with him, but they did a gutsy thing, and obviously Stafford's got some years on him and the injuries that golf doesn't have. So he's probably going to have a shorter time left. But bottom line is if you get a Super Bowl out of it, you don't care. And it'll be interesting to see if they do win it, you know, what they'll look like next year going forward because they still have some decisions to make money-wise. And then and if they don't win it, is this pretty much it? I mean, I don't know. Can you roll it back again? Can you, you know, they aren't, aren't able to get through there. I do think they're going to win it. I like I like the Rams. In a lower, I, I think it's an under Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl is an under this year, like it was last year. And I do think the Rams win it. I think there's just, much like last year, as we found out with Pat Mahomes, you know, great quarterbacks are great, but can't cover up anything. You know, if you, if you can't protect them, it could be a long day. And I think Aaron Donald could really, really feast on that 
soft underbelly. And I would imagine the Bengals will try to get the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly, you know, hope that they can run the ball maybe on the edges. Maybe that's the play with, with Joe Mixon. And they're better when Mixon's going well, as you saw last week. It's, it, it's been tough to run on the Rams, though. They've been a tough team to run on. Of course, they also get out the leads, which has helped them. But they've also been a really difficult team to run on, especially in these playoffs. All right, we'll give a few more Super Bowl thoughts coming up. Also, um, some final, final words before we say goodnight here. It is the overtime, overtime edition of Overtime here with you at 10 o'clock tonight. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back. It is uh, final moments here of overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. You know, with the misery of what's going on here, somebody tried to couple in the Capitals issues with the Wizards and the Commanders today, and also Maryland and Georgetown. I will not accept that. Yes, the Capitals have, you know, hit the skid, so to speak. The goalie situation is bad, no doubt about it. They've got to get that fixed. Um but to say um, that they're on the same level of misery as the others is not fair. To, that's not true. Not true. I mean, yeah, they've done, they've had to skid here at home that they haven't had ever. But to, to kind of compare it to the other ones is not fair. That's just a little, little out of bounds, in my opinion. But yes, by their standards, this is a low, low. I mean, they're still going to be a playoff team, but they do need goaltending help like yesterday. They do need that really, really soon. So we'll see if they can pull that off. Hopefully they can. Hopefully they can do that. 
like quickly. Um, all right. So Georgetown, by the way, still looking for their first big East win, uh, 0-10 in the season to start it. Yikes. Uh, on top of DePaul, but it's a close game after they had a uh, fairly big lead early down to a point with about three minutes to go in the first half. So things continue to be very difficult for uh, for the Hoyas. It feels like if they don't win tonight, like they may not win in the conference. <laughs> I mean, it really feels that desperate, which is, is not a not a really pretty feeling for sure. Don't like to feel that way, but that's kind of where they are right now. It's not been uh, not been a good year for the local college basketball teams, needless to say. Those two teams, at least. But as I mentioned earlier, hey Mason, good win, playing good. They've uh, they got off. They had some big out of conference wins, and you know hit the skids for a while. Now got a good one tonight. And the eight ten is tough because they're probably only going to have one or two teams get in the tournament, depending on how things shake out. VCU and Dayton can still make a case. Davidson's probably going to be in, but somebody probably needs to win in his, um, you know, win in the championship to knock them out to get a second team. But but Mason's capable of making a run. There's there's no question about it. They're they're tough, and uh, they got VCU on Saturday, their first of two meetings over these next couple of weeks. So. See how that goes. So there was a um, report just now that Russell Westbrook is out tonight with lower back tightness for the Lakers. First game he's missed this season. LeBron and Dwight Howard are active. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski with his Woj bomb reports that Westbrook felt the same tightness in his back on Tuesday against Milwaukee, but played through it and ultimately felt too much discomfort on a back-to-back versus Portland sources tell ESPN. Of course, look, when you sit out a game prior to a trade deadline, of course, everybody, like the conspiracy theorists, go bonkers. It is interesting timing from that regard. I don't know if there's anything to it or not. Again, I just have a hard time believing anybody would would uh, want to jump on that at this point. You know, at this point in his career, I just I don't I don't see anybody wanting to do it. Like, where does Russell Westbrook go from here? You know, like even if the Lakers move him this offseason, wherever he goes, they most likely will buy him out. I mean, is there an NBA place for for Russell Westbrook still? That's, that's going to be interesting to see. Of course, it was just a few years ago. People were really down on Chris Paul, and obviously he's found a resurgence. Different kind of player, obviously, but, you know, remember when uh, the whole Oklahoma City thing was going down and he got dealt there. I mean, he got moved from, excuse me, from the Rockets to OKC, and then from there it's like, well, who the hell wants Chris Paul? You know, it's that contract and all this stuff. And, well, the Suns do, and it worked out pretty good for him, needless to say. All right. People to thank tonight, Donald Hankerson, our producer, for knocking it out. Thanks to our guests, Ben Standing, Dave Owens, for breaking down the PG County Stadium side of this thing with uh, Prince George's County. Still kind of having the ace in the hole, the easiest solution for the Washington Commanders. And a Marst- uh, Matt- <laughs> Martin Ostermule from NPR and the DCS giving us the DC part of this whole thing and the equations and all the hoops and all the hurdles and things that have to happen. All right, I'll be back with you next week, I believe on Wednesday night. Yes, it will be Wednesday night next week for a smaller edition of Overtime. We're not going to go the Overtime Overtime next week till 10. Until then, Scott Jackson saying so long. Give me a follow on the Twitter at Jackson Sports. Always good talking to you. Everybody have a good night. Enjoy it. And hopefully better things to come very soon on the trade deadline day for the Wizards and hopefully for the Caps as well. Have a good night, everybody. See you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.